Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now, here's your host, David G. Welcome again, everyone. David G. here and joining us all the way from Frankfurt, Germany, no less, is Ralph Specht, a visionary business leader, uh, speaker, author, creator of the soul system. We want to talk about that. That's a framework that aligns value creating employee action with corporate strategy through shared understanding and shared purpose. Wow, that's that's a lot. He's also a leadership and corporate strategist. He is known for his work with such companies as Coca-Cola, General Motors, and Nestle. Wow. Uh, Workplace. It's a fascinating topic. It's a big one. Uh, Welcome to the show, Ralph. Happy to have you there. David, it's my pleasure to be on your show. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Where do we (laughs) where do we start? So why don't before we dig in on on some of the the, the granular, you know, organic things that that we are going to talk about, uh, hiring the best talent, creating the best culture, uh, using promotions to win the talent war. Just kind of give us a global overview, if you will, of what the workplace is like today and just how dramatically it has changed in the last couple of years since uh, the advent of a a global pandemic. Yeah, I think that has been quite a disruption, I think, for everyone and everywhere. And uh, when we're talking workplace, obviously, we're very often talking on the offices, right? We're not talking factories where all these... Uh, things like working from home don't don't play that role, obviously. Um, but there, there are challenges too in terms of uh, you know, just ensuring uh, workplace uh, safety in terms of making sure that uh, nobody contracts uh, the virus uh, while, while they're just on their early or, or night shift. So, um, but obviously we, the, the conversation is very much about uh, what's been happening in uh, in companies, inside companies, in terms of the workplace uh, culture, especially in in the hybrid um, situations where people are working from home, part-time, all the time, none of the time, lots of conflict there. And what we've seen, obviously, and I think it it made headlines last summer for the very, very first time, was what whatever initially was called the Great Resignation, and then mm-hmm. I think great um, interview by by Sachin Nadella and, and Ryan Roslansky from Microsoft and LinkedIn, uh, where they called it the Great Reshuffle, which I think is the better uh, title for what we what we've seen. And what we've seen is actually oh, slash what we are still seeing is that employees are basically reassessing their relationship with their employer. There's mm-hmm. been a great study that McKinsey authored in October 2021, which looked at the reasons why employees are leaving. Now, the interesting thing about that study is they looked at it from two angles. They looked at it, why employees are leaving, slash what the employees are saying, why they're leaving. And secondly, and that's really interesting, what employers think why the employees are leaving. So you get both perspectives in one study. And that is quite remarkable because the difference between the two views couldn't be more black and white than what the study says. So the number three reasons, top three reasons why employees are saying we're reconsidering, we're leaving, are 
They don't feel valued by the organization. Mm -hmm. They don't feel valued by their manager and they don't feel any sense of belonging. And if you analyze those three, you're pretty much in the soft uh, factors game, right? But when mm -hmm. you look at what the employ employers say, it couldn't be any different, right? They are saying, oh, well, they look at, they're looking for a better job, okay? Or they're looking for more money. They say, well, it's inadequate compensation. Or they might say, poor health might have been an issue why, why people have left. So on the one hand, you get the soft factors that employees are stating, and it feels like the employers haven't got their act together because they just haven't listened to what those people have said why they are leaving. You know, you talk about something that, well, a number of interesting takeaways there, but one of the, the, the things that, that jumped out at me that, you know, uh, apart from you know, whether your company or organization happens to be remote or, you know, what particular changes came to, to your workforce, you said that our relationship to work is changing, has changed, undergoing a, a, a transformation. Do you think that the, uh, certainly there's a lot, been lots of, of pain associated with the pandemic on you know myriad of levels? Do you think the net net of this uh, in you know workplace context? is a positive thing? Do you think that the fact that we are re-examining our relationship to work is, is ultimately a good thing for both employers and employees? I think so. And uh, I think there was one moment last August, I think it was, when, when Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC, uh, mm -hmm. made a statement that he's asked his staff to look into um, the Uh, requirements for human capital um, statements that uh, listed companies uh, should be considering to do. And uh, that was quite a moment because, um, I mean, right now, right here, right now, if you look at what, what, what listed companies have to, have to state about their workforce, it's rather the bare minimum of what you think, like how many people are there and so on and so forth. And you get a bit of gender and a bit, a bit of ethnicity. Um, but things that actually really interest investors, uh, like what's the turnover, kind of uh, internal promotions and, 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 and uh, some other KPIs, you don't find. I mean, you find with some companies who, who got the plot and who got the message and, and, and have acted, but you don't see it across the variety of, of, of lots of firms. So I'm, I'm positive because I believe what's happening in the workplace is now hitting uh, the investors. And when investors mm -hmm. get into the game, Uh, there's power at play, and, and uh, I mean we've all seen the uh, the Larry Fink uh, uh, letters to CEOs that just like uh, I think three years back for the first time uh, talked about the stakeholder um, uh, economy and then stakeholder capitalism in contrast to shareholder capitalism, and all these things are adding up, um, and, and they really are going to make a difference. So tension or pressure comes from both sides, it comes from the employees who basically mm -hmm. say, well, this is not the place I want to be in the future. And it comes from investors who say, well, you better make sure in, in the days of uh, shortage of, of, of uh, 
of workers, um, that you are a place, a great place to work that people want to be with. And uh, coming back to the uh, great reshuffle, I think it's exactly that. It's like uh, re-evaluating re uh, the priorities and then getting to a place where um, you feel more valued, you feel that sense of belonging, and uh, that'll be a shift for the good. Are you finding, you mentioned the word soft, are, are you finding that companies that, you know, kind of couldn't be, I mean, we've, we've all worked for organizations that are very culture conscious and uh, deliberate about forming a positive culture. Others that, you know, were less intentional, less deliberate. And, and as you well know, <laughs> culture will form in a vacuum, whether you're, you're uh, deliberate about fostering it or not. Are you noticing just kind of across the globe across across the board all kinds of companies organizations uh paying new particular attention to cultures in ways that they weren't before yes i think so and um, i think uh, i mean the way i always uh, put it is uh, my, my elevator pitch is everybody every company has got its corporate culture mm -hmm. if you have what I, what i call corporate soul um, and the um, the focus on, uh, on, on on a corporate culture that is actually a driver of success is growing the world over. I think uh, you look at some of the stats and and, and you look at, look at some of um, what, uh, what 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 some studies are, are saying uh, is pretty clear. I mean, there's a wonderful study from EY called the Business Case for Purpose. And um, they've asked uh, executives about purpose in their, in their corporate setting. And uh, it starts in a very great way, right? So the first statement is an organization with shared purpose will have employee satisfaction. Guess what? 89% of the executives say, yeah, that's, that's correct. Mm -hmm. And then you go down to the next question, which is our organization's strategy is reflective of our sense of purpose. And guess what here? 50% say, yeah, that's true for our company. And then you get to our staff have a clear understanding of organizational purpose and commitment to core values and beliefs, and that's 38%. So you see where the gap is, right? 89% say uh, it works for employee satisfaction. Uh, only 38% say uh, our staff have, have a clear understanding. So companies are getting that, and, and, and companies are increasing putting efforts um, behind it. I mean, there was just recently, I think a week ago or so, we've seen the Just uh, 100 um, um, announcement from Just Capital um, uh, here in the U.S. about uh, which companies are considered just companies as a workplace. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think the results are, are, are spectacular, and you see – Uh, which companies really uh, change the way they operate and, and look at culture as a driver of success because that's ultimately what it is. You know, when we're when we're talking about culture, uh, we're also, you know, always heading in the direction of leadership and, you know, those things that that come down from on high from from the top and and how you know uh, how leaders lead how, how leaders create uh, a winning culture that that people you know want to uh, gravitate to stay in talk about you know become a brand champion uh, uh, 
you know, outside of, of the work, all those things that, that come from, from positive cultures. And we're finding, you know, as, as I talk about this with various authors that, you know, many of, of, uh, Authors and consultants like you posit that that the majority of leaders are are actually wrong for their roles. Uh, they're 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 misplaced. They're uh, you know making all kinds of, of you know copious mistakes and and uh, that will will never you know be able to drive high engagement, which is kind of the the holy grail these days. Loyalty, productivity, all of those kinds of things. So talk you you talk about in your, your book building corporate soul. Five uncommon talents of leaders who do those things, who drive engagement, drive loyalty, drive product, productivity, drive service, kind of people we both would would like to work for. Everybody's looking for, hey, give me a you 20-minute know, podcast, give me five takeaways. Uh, so uh, let's hear a couple if we could, please. Well, I think, um, first of all, nobody's perfect, right? Right. And um, uh, I was really stunned. There was only one person ever in the Glassdoor uh, CEO approval uh, list who got to 100%, and that was Jeff Wiener from LinkedIn. The only person. I mean, there's many in the 90s, but there's, he was the only one who got 100%. And I think he's a great example of um, traits that you need to bring, not to get 100%, because that's just a byproduct. That, that's the... That, that, that comes when you do doing a lot of things right. But what he did, I think, was um, uh, spec- spectacular in many uh, in many ways. First of all, he did communicate, and th- mm-hmm. that sounds like banal, but it isn't. So in my book, I'm talking about um, purpose, understanding, and behavior. But there's an adject- adjective. Uh, to all these three uh, items, and that ad- 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 adjective is, sh- is shared. We got so many companies that got a purpose, and it's a great statement, well crafted, wordsmithed, you know, I mean, perfectly written, but it stays at the reception um, wall or it stays at a wonderful PowerPoint presentation, but it isn't embedded in the business. And that's where, where it sucks, right? So I'm calling it the shared purpose. So a leader needs to share this his or the firm's purpose, and it needs to be shared by the entire executive team. It's not just the CEO. It's the entire executive team who have to be behind it. And then it has to be shared with everybody, everybody inside the company, but also outside the company in terms of all the stakeholders. So when there's the conversation about brand purpose, I get it, but that to me is a marketing advertising uh, term, which is, there's nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't, do what's required. It needs to be the corporate purpose that uh, people feel inside the, inside the company. Then things like vision, mission, values, and what I call spirit, and I mean by that the intended culture, need to be aligned, and I call that the shared purpose. And then you get to the shared behavior, so all the elements inside the company that actually uh, make the culture real, make people get into the company um, uh, get into that uh, that level of, uh, of of behaviors that that, that where you feel what's what's required, and, and if you got your values sorted, you're already in, in a good place. I mean, LinkedIn, and I mentioned Jeff. We know is, is just to me is perfect. It's right, a very clear purpose statement to facilitate professional networking. A very clear vision: create economic opportunity for every member of the work, global workforce, and a sound mission to connect the world's professionals to make them more productive and 
successful. You read these three and you're already, in your mind, you, you have an understanding of what that place is. And then there are values, seven values, two uh, driven or focused on, uh, on the outside world, I'd call it. They say members first and relationships matter, uh, number one and number two. Number three is be open. Number four is be honest and constructive. And then number five, six, and seven, I think, really set the bar very high. And they say number five is demand excellence, number six is take intelligent risks, and seven is act like an owner. Now, if I read these seven, plus the purpose, the vision, and the mission, you get a sense of how that place ticks. And that's kind of what leaders need to do. They need to be very clear. And language is important, but action is even more important. You've got to be clear about where you're going, who you are, and make sure everybody inside the company uh, knows it. And there's this wonderful... Um, uh, philosophy from Aristotle from uh, the, the old Greek days and uh, he basically said you've got to communicate and say it again and again and again and again because people need to really um, get into it and, and uh, so repetition is, is, is critical you got to make sure inside your company if you want to build a company uh, a company with, with soul to make sure that you walk the talk, that everything you say is what you actually do. It needs to be clear for people. You gotta uh, be, have a sound strategy on how you promote internally. You got a sound strategy how you hire. Um, the Zappos example, I think, is, is, is perfect uh, on, on at least two levels. Level one, um, when they started to uh, uh, give people uh, write people a, a check after a month when they joined that uh, if they felt they wouldn't be actually right in this organization, they take one month's salary and 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 leave. Uh, <clears throat> what an approach and what a uh, what a level of of, of self consciousness about your 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 own firm. But even more important than that, whenever they hired and people flew in for interviews. You know who the final decision maker at the end was? It was the guy who was uh, uh, riding the, uh, the shuttle uh, uh, to and from the airport because he, that person was asked how he was treated. Um, and uh, if, if that person wasn't treated well, the interview could have gone perfectly the person wouldn't have, wouldn't get hired. So there's many elements that are that are critical. But from my perspective, in terms of building corporate soul, which I think is uh, when purpose strategy and behaviors uh, form an integrity uh, that everybody feels and sees, that's when you reach a level of corporate culture that is actually second to none. I, lo I love that uh, summary and, and it was, you know, really framed the issue great. And, and one of the things I want to underscore is, so you, you, you just clearly laid out a framework. Well, let's, you know, suppose, for example, that you're the CEO or owner of a company uh, and a business leader, and, and you have you have in your mind what you just laid out, a very clear, uh, you know, uh, vision, very clear strategy, very clear purpose. You know exactly, you know, the, what you see in your mind, the end game, and, and you know how you're going to get there. But if you don't communicate that, and early and often and over and over, as you say, repetitively, getting people to, to, to get on board and, and make that 
you know, journey with you, especially if it involves a strategic shift as, as many companies are going through, you just, you're not going to get to that place that you just laid out and you envisioned. So communication with employees is so vitally important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I mean, every leader likes to do communication, um, in good times, um, but actually, when the times are not so good, it matters probably even more because that's uh, when you when you see whether things are honest and, and and people walk the talk or whether it's something where you go like, really, is did I miss something here? All the way all the way through. And I want to give you one example because that's probably on everybody's mind still because just just a few weeks back before Christmas, there was this situation when at Better.com, nine hundred people were fired over. Zoom call, mm-hmm. right? Hit the news everywhere. And in my book, I'm, I'm quoting an example, um, which is the opposite, an example of how you can do it if you're clear about your purpose and if you're clear about your strategy and if uh, anything you talk about our people are our biggest assets is not just lip service but is meant real and the example is Airbnb and uh, so better.com had to fire 900 people Uh, they did this via the zoom call and uh, Airbnb actually 50 months before had to lay off, I think, 1,600 people, so Mm -hmm. even more, 25% of their workforce. And uh, I've quoted the example in the book because I think it's probably one of the uh, uh, all-staff emails or letters that have ever been written that will uh, find its way into the um, uh, MBA courses moving forward. Um, Basically, Brian Chesky talks about uh, the reasons why um, he, they had to take this decision. Then he offers, I think, six or seven um, uh, support systems, including an alumni placement uh, team and alumni support. People can, can keep their laptops, the talent directory, and so on and so forth. But what really makes the point, and the whole thing is written in an empathetic way, is 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 really uh, really great. Uh, and let me, let me read the last two paragraphs. So it says, mm-hmm. first, I'm thankful for everyone here at Airbnb. Throughout this harrowing experience, I've been inspired by all of you. Even in the worst of circumstances, I've seen the very best of us. The, world's needs, the world needs human connection now more than ever. And I know that Airbnb will rise to the occasion. I believe this because I believe in you. Secondly, I've got a deep feeling of love for all of you. Our mission is not merely about travel. When we started Airbnb, our original tagline was travel like a human. The human part was always more important than the travel part. What we are about is belonging and the center of belonging is love. To those of you staying, one of the most important ways we could honor those who are leaving is for them to know that their contributions mattered and that they will always be a part of Airbnb's story. I'm confident their work will live on just like our mission will live on. To those leaving, I'm truly sorry. Please know this is not your fault. The world will never stop seeking the qualities and talents that you brought to Airbnb that helped make Airbnb. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing them with us. He is basically uh, addressing the ones that have to go, but also the ones that stay. And I think that is so important. And in terms of emotional intelligence, intelligence probably um, the uh, the gold standard. And uh, he's 
making one very important point, it is not your fault. And it wasn't their fault. I mean, lots of uh, um, contextual situations, COVID, hospitality, we've all seen it. But um, being self, having a, a level of self-reflection and uh, understanding what this message of your job is gone uh, uh, creates in the in, in, in the in the minds of those that uh, have to leave, but also in the minds of those who stay, and I think is a is a is, a, is an incredible uh, piece of, of of work that that Chesky did. Wow, I, I can't believe that uh, twenty four minutes have, have already gone past. I, I love the the topic. Obviously, uh, our relationship to to the workplace, to our employees and employers, vis a vis culture, everything else ongoing. Uh, unbelievable amounts of, of change and, and transformation and iteration is these days. And uh, I, I've so enjoyed the, the conversation and uh, love to talk about empathy, just blogged about it the other day as a, as a top leadership skill. So maybe we can have you back and, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of these great topics. Thanks for joining us. Ralph Specht, uh, business leader, speaker, uh, creator, uh, corporate strategist uh, joining us from Frankfurt, Germany. Thanks so much for the conversation. I've really enjoyed it. David, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. And we certainly appreciate you joining us as well. I'm David G. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you on the water. So long, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating!